the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Iron Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio going on 10 years now. Um, that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate. You'll excuse me if I sound a little winded. Um, I've been running out this morning. I was supposed to get a furniture delivery, and they told me it was like after three. And of course, they called me 20 minutes ago and said they were on their way, and they'd be here in five minutes. And of course, they said you just can't come now. I have to do a radio show. So. Uh, hopefully they understood what I said and will come a little bit later. Uh, but anyhow, as you know, um, I would tell you that what takes up the news today is politics and the virus. Uh, but somehow, even though real estate is always what people talk about, we're still talking about real estate. And I think I told you this last week, uh, across the country, I chair the top 50 largest companies in the United States for the NAR, and uh, they all report a really robust real estate market. The only cities, the big cities are having a tough time, but everything else isn't. So while the suburbs, I always tell you, you know, the suburbs, usually I would say that the suburbs were a product of the city. If the cities were doing well, then the, 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 that would, like, offset and go out to the suburbs. They would do well. But now it looks like the people are doing great in the suburbs, and the city has a lot of listings. But I have very much faith that the city will come back. And I just read an article somewhere where finally somebody agreed with me. A city always comes back. It might take a little longer. And as I think I told you on prior shows, one man, one there's a saying: one man, man's loss is another man's gain. And so. Uh, it's an opportunity to buy if you're looking to buy in the city or rent in the city. In any big city right now, um, you're probably going to be able to get a better deal than you would have a year or two ago. I'm happy to tell you that we have um, Citizens Bank, who's been really a faithful sponsor, and he's been, um, and Citizens Bank has been sponsoring Douglas Element as for the beginning of the show, and they are a preferred lender. At Douglas Elman, we work with them continuously. They are one of the oldest and largest financial institutions, and we thank them very much for their support. They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, and, of course, you can find out any information at citizensbank.com. Um, they have an op- uh, 
COVID Resource Center, and they want you to know that they're there for you. They understand a tremendous amount of financial stress that people are taking out today with this COVID crisis. So if you need relief or have any concerns or questions about your financial situation, just contact them, and you can go to Helpful Services and Resources. And if you look, you can call them for anything. If you need to know anything about economic impact payments, stimulus payments, which I believe we'll be getting one soon. I just think it's a little political right now that they won't agree, but those of you who really are in need of it, I think they should come, they'll should they be coming to an agreement pretty soon. Um, so you can get them anytime because they have mobile banking. You can call them at 12 midnight. It doesn't matter. Ace is not going to be with us today. He had a price commitment. But, Tom, are you here? I'm good. I just can't hear you. <laughs> so, um, but Tom is here to answer any of your uh, financial questions. And with us is my co-host, um, Stephen Ebert, who is a partner in Burton LLP, one of the top law firms in the city, who is special in real estate. Uh, they specialize in real estate. And as I tell you, when it's real estate, you need to go to a real estate attorney. If it's a divorce, you want to go to someone who's done divorce, who's really specialized. You should really, when you, you know, law is a big area, it covers a lot of things, and you want to go to the attorneys that specialize in the needs that you, the, the services that you need. If you, fit, if you, you know, if you committed capital murder, God forbid, you would want to go to, you would want to go to a divorce attorney. So they really specialize in real estate. We use them all the time. We think they're great, and they know everything about real estate. So please, um, any questions you might have, you can call us at 866-970-8622. And good morning, Steve. Steve. Good morning, Dottie, and, and good morning, Tom. Glad you can join us today. Yeah, so um, we're also going to be joined with our insurance expert, Mike Conti, at 11 a.m. to discuss loss assessments. Uh, Mike is a principal of Honig Conti Perino. That's an insurance agency here in New York City and a former president of the Council of Insurance Brokers of Greater New York. You can reach me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram or email me at Dottie at DottieHerman.com. By the way, I'm answering everything myself. I don't have somebody. I lost a person that would try to – I had a person that tried to help me answer everything. And actually, I would get responses that would say, this isn't the real Dottie. Is this the fake Dottie? So kind of they knew when I wasn't answering them. So um, if I don't get back in one day, I will get back to you. Sometimes it's just taking me a little longer because I'm pretty much doing that myself at the moment. Um, you can all also follow us on Facebook. Um, you can go to Ion Real Estate um, on Facebook, and there is a direct link to Stephen and to Ace and Citizens Bank and obviously to myself, and you can put any questions there if you um, think of something in the middle of the week or at 4 o'clock in the morning. You can just give us the question, and we'll try to answer it on the show. That's where a lot of the Giordotti questions come from, that I that people that couldn't call in send it to our, our website. So with that, I always tell you what happened in history, and just for the heck of it, 1956, um, Giant, directed by George Stevens, starring Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson, and James Dean, in his last role, premiered in New York City. I don't think I've ever seen that. In 59, 1959, Pan Am begins regular flights around the world. 
Now, I am old enough to remember Pan Am, and that was the, like, top-of-the-line airline, and I had two best friends that were flight attendants for Pan Am, and they had to be bilingual. They had to speak a language. Um, actually, they preferred them to speak two languages. They actually weighed them every month. Now, you would never get away with doing something like that now. But if you go back a while ago, Pan Am, I remember my girlfriends, every 30 days they had to get weighed in. If they were a pound over the weight that they were supposed to be, they couldn't fly. So how things have changed, and for the better. Um, but honestly, that was the premier airline. At many Halloween parties, which are coming up, you'll see the flight attendants dressed up in Pan Am outfits. Because, you know, in those days, I think it was prestigious to be an airline flight attendant. Now I'm not sure that it really, one way or the other, what it is. Um, but we really do have to help our airlines because they are struggling, and I want to make sure that they have the money to keep the, the plane safe. I say to myself, I know they're going broke because nobody's flying, but if they don't help them out with some money, I don't know. I hope they don't cut corners on things that are important to flying the plane safely. So I hope that they get their package of money so they can uh, resume to being safe as they always have been. In 1987, Bruce Springsteen, which we all are big fans of, uh, released his ninth album, Tunnel of Love. And in 1995, the Garden District opened the Circle in the Square Theater in New York City. Obviously, if today's your birthday, you share your birthday with Dan Stevens, uh, an actor, Dale Earnhardt, who was an American race driver, Maria Lopez, a TV personality, and let's see, if you were born today, we're in October, what are you, a, are you a Scorpio yet? Or you, I'm not, no, I don't know if you're a Scorpio. Yeah, you're probably a Scorpio, which is a great sign, by the way, if you are. So um, let me ask you, Stephen, before I do the market reports on uh, the rentals, what are you seeing this week? Anything different? I mean, I was in the city this week. You're in the city every day. So, so what are you, are you seeing anything come back? Are you seeing more activity? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing a lot of activity. Um, we're seeing activity really in, in different parts of the city geographically, which is very healthy. You know, earlier in the process, people were talking about certain pockets being hotter, you know, parts of Brooklyn, a little more so than Manhattan. Um, we've seen a, a much bigger uptick. In, in Manhattan as well, um, which is good. Um, we're also seeing, you know, reasonable negotiability in contracts, and that's another sign, right? When when the market is really hot or really cold, you know, it's much more of take it or leave it on how I want the contract written. And what I'm seeing is a little bit more negotiability, which shows also a little bit more of, you know, an equilibrium, which is a good sign. So, there's a lot of an anecdotal evidence. Um, traffic has picked up a little bit, so you're seeing more people around. And um, I, I do drive in, and I now have to, you know, dodge the taxi cabs a little bit more uh, than before. So there's definitely things going on. And you know what? I'm even seeing a couple of uh, retail locations um, pick up and even uh, renovate and improve. So, you know, I don't want to say, um, you know, everything is done, but there's definitely more of a buzz, more activity, more things that are happening. And we're seeing that in other parts of the firm, too, as well, in certain practice areas, what's going on. 
Yeah, we're seeing that also. I was in the city this week. I um, uh, and I, you know, it was like I've been there. I took pictures of New York City maybe a month or two ago when it was. Ver- I took pictures of Fifth Avenue basically with not one car there. It looked kind of like um, a science fiction movie. So now it's busy. You can there's traffic jams and um, um, there's people. Um, Maybe not as many, but there's still a lot of people there, and people are starting to come back. But here's what I notice, <clears throat> at least with the, excuse me, at least with the people that I I know, I notice people are going back, um, and there's a certain energy that they they feel that they get from the city. I I had a friend yesterday who said to me, you know, and she has two small children, and I, she was debating because she's been in the Hamptons all summer. Should I go back? Should I not go back? And you know, or should I? And she said, you know, Dottie, I went back, and I, you know, I love it, and I missed it, and I didn't realize how much I missed it. So, you know, and, and New Yorkers are tough. They fight for what they want. And so, I, you know, I think, but I think it's going to take a while because theater's not going to be opening until, I don't believe. Well, they just doing. announced, yeah, until May they're going to keep theater closed. But, you know, yeah, well, it, it I, takes I, time. I have a good friend, Stephen, and he, and she um, is a big film. Um, she's a big theater. She produced, I don't know how many plays. And she told me that they are being extra cautious because they're afraid that if one person, just one person who went to, you know, any one of the plays broke out with the virus. And, again, I'm not sure legally how people know where they got it from. But in any event. Well, well I think also on that one is the time. It's... Plays. So they don't want, you know, they don't want to take any chances because they feel that if. If one person got sick and then claimed that they got it at the theater, even if they didn't, because I don't know if you can really know where you got it from, um, that that would kill, you know, then nobody would come. So they would rather wait until everything calms down. What were you, you were saying something? I mean, how does somebody Yeah, know? Yeah, I, I think also it takes time to restart. I mean, I think even once they give the all clear, it takes them probably about three months or so to just get – um, people and sets and costumes all together. I mean, they're doing some, there's still, though, in the background, there are things going on. I think this is important to let people know. Even though we're not seeing the live theater, there are there are productions that are going on. My, my understanding is Netflix is using one of the stages right now to film something, and then it's smart because they're using it for a show that doesn't require a lot of people. Um, I want to ask you a question, and I don't know that anybody really can answer this, but I'm asking you because, tell me, if I recall, about maybe a couple of months ago, um, there was something that I read that said basically that they were going to, that some of the uh, employers would want a certain kind of insurance that's saying that you couldn't sue them, like if you got COVID because you couldn't, but that never happened. Well, and now what I wonder is, you know, I think there are, I think people are trying to sue people. I, is there a, a way, I mean, if you, is there a way that they, they, can they definitely know where you got it? They really can't at this point, can they? I think it's very hard. New York State in the last week did launch an app for your phone um, that is a tracking app. Um, for COVID clusters. Other countries have had it for months. Um, I know Israel has had it. Uh, Korea has had it. Um, and New York has recently launched it. The difference is 
it's a voluntary enrollment. In, in other countries that have had it, they, they make it mandatory. It really only works if a large number sign up. I haven't really heard of large numbers of people signing up for it. Um, and it's basically that you can get a sense and know um, if there's any cluster that you've interacted with um, so you can, you know, plan to get tested and so forth. Um, and look, by the way, I mean, you know, what we've learned is also that even if you're by a cluster, some people walk out with, they do not contact it, some with some symptoms, very minor, and some can have um, extensive symptoms. So even if you go to the same event, you can have a real divergent um, set of symptoms and reactions to it. So it's a little bit tough. Um, but, but I do want to point out the thing that I'm seeing, which makes me optimistic, is that I'm seeing a lot of background work and preparation. And that's, I think, the real important signal. Even though you may not be seeing the crowds of people in forums like live theater or things like that, I'm seeing some hotels, office buildings doing renovations now. Some of the construction trades are incredibly busy, and they're really lining things up because why take product out of the market when people are demanding? Now is a great time to upgrade. You know, it's, it's interesting. I can tackle on this one point. New York has generally had like a vacancy rate in residential rentals around 1% to 2%. That was actually not a sustainable number. And what I mean by that, if you look nationally, um, you really want to have a vacancy of about 5% so you can actually continue to remodel and renovate your product to keep it fresh. So the landlords that have the funds now, what they're doing is saying, look, I know there's going to be some down periods anyway. I'm going to use the opportunity to upgrade my properties so I can be in alignment with, with the next swing. So, you know, there's definitely planning and activity that's out there. No, there's planning and activity, and I have to tell you that, I mean, I and I'm not being political at all here. There's too much politics and crap going on now. Excuse my language. Um, but I'm going to have her on the show. I, I have a friend, and I, and I don't want to say this because I, I, it's, it's nothing to do with it that she happens to be, have you know, stage three cancer, and she looks fine, but, you know, she suffers with that. And she has a house that she rented out. She rents out um, a couple of rooms in it, and it's out, in, you know, a vacation spot. So she did in, I want to say, March, when the pandemic first hit, like, us in, in, in the States, and in New York City, it hit, like, the first place, and it hit us bad then. So people were just leaving and taking rentals, whether it be Greenwich, the Hamptons, Long Island, just to get out of the city. And she rented a couple of rooms. And then, if you recall, Stephen, you'll have to fresh me up on this, but then the governor, which I think was a good thing to do, said you can't evict somebody because they didn't pay rent. And he had that. It went on until, I mean, it was supposed to go on until I forgot when. And right. Then, well, it's still it's still going on, yeah. I know, yeah. but then he cha- then he made it extended till the end of the year, correct? Yeah, it's now into it's now into January, and then who knows if there'll be another extension, which I'm okay. probably will so, be. What I'm tell my point because I don't want to belabor my story, but my point is that so this girl has not got paid rent since June. Oh, terrible. Okay, and she's a sick girl. Not, not that that's... And she now 
to get the girl out, her attorney told her she has to pay the woman. The woman is not moving out until January. She has lost her whole summer income because it was a... Let me finish the story after the break. But I'm going to have her on the show. I'll just finish after the break. And I, I just will finish with my point. We'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. Please call us. We love when you call in. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I love Balance of Nature. I have great energy, and I think Balance of Nature is the best complete nutrition product that anybody could take. It's a wonderful product. I highly recommend it. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this. Not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I mean, I'm over 50, and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But I just felt a difference with this. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code the answer. Napa know-how. At Napa, we've teamed up with AAA to save you 20% online or in-store. That's why they call us the Savings Dream Team. Okay, we're the only ones calling us that. But it's true. Your AAA membership can save you 20% at Napa. So we're basically superheroes with the most specific power ever, saving you 20%. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 20% off regular retail prices with valid AAA membership card. Offer ends 10-31-20. Wouldn't it be great if everything came with more? Like if your new computer came with unlimited tech support. When you choose a Medicare plan from United Healthcare, you get more. Like plans that have dental and vision coverage plus hearing coverage. Call United Healthcare at 1-800-364-1360 to get Medicare with more. Remember, Medicare annual enrollment ends December 7th. Benefits and availability may vary by plan and location. More plans based on a year-over-year comparison of United Healthcare plans. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Radio.com.
Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial because my schedule is like crazy. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you will never want want to sleep on anything else giza dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors mike is making a special offer for my listeners you will receive two sets for one low price plus free shipping 800-651-0798 use the promo code am970 or go to mypillow.com please be sure to use that promo code am970 two sets of giza dream sheets for one low price plus free shipping 800-651-0798 promo code am9 it's i on real estate got a question call 866-970-9622 here's douglas elements ceo Dottie herman hi you're listening to i am real estate i am um Dottie herman um i'm here with Stephen ebert ace uh my super is out today but i'm we have a, a second up and running in finance who knows everything, Tom. And he's uh, Ben, you've been on the show many times, Tom. So everyone should know if you have any finance questions. And, of course, you can reach us at 866-970-9622. And we were in the middle of – I was in the middle of telling a story, which I'm going to have this girl on the show, where we did a good thing, and I think they did, too, to really help people not be evicted because – wasn't their fault. A lot of people were were laid off because of COVID, because businesses shut down and they, whatever. So, but this is a a, a a situation where this person took advantage. They came in and it was a rental property in a it was a rental in a second home market. So the second home market, the summer is the time when they get good rents. And the people moved in March to May. <clears throat> they were just looking to get out of the city for two months. And then she would rent it to a, her original person that rents every summer from her, and they wouldn't move out. And then now with all these extensions, and now you can be there till I think, the end of December, which I think is great for people who really lost their jobs and really need, and have a hardship. But what about the landlord? This woman won't move out. And now she's gotten an attorney, and the attorney told her, you know, you're going to have to get her out, pay her. And she's going to have to pay her like ten, twenty thousand dollars just to get her out. Are you there? You know, it, it's it goes to show you that you got to really think through every law that you pass if you're a politician, because there's always all sorts of unintended consequences. Right. Um, they tried to do it, and I think we have a caller that has a maybe a story like that. Do we have uh, yeah. Rosalie in Staten Island? Rose, are you Rosalie? Are you on the uh, line yet? Here, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi. So what, I was Tell listening us. to your story. So I have a tenant who um, actually back in May, he, he was paying $1,600 and he wasn't working. So he managed to give us 1200 Okay. And then after that, he asked if he could pay us uh, on the 10th and the 25th, you know, 50% because this way it helped him pay the rent. And we said yes. Now he sent me a message that uh, in December and January, 
He's going back to his country in Albania, and he's requesting 50% off for each month because um, he'll, he'll, he won't be in the apartment. And on top of that, he won't be working. And I haven't, this, he sent me this message like three days ago. I, I, I'm saying to myself, is, is he for real? Like, like <laughs> I said, this is not a hotel where you check in and you check out. I mean, it's, it's not like I could rent it out to somebody else while you're gone. So, I mean, it's not COVID related. So, I mean, how do I, uh, you know, I, I, I know, do, I know what you're saying because this, this is the case that I'm talking about, who's a good friend of mine. It's not COVID related either. It's nothing to do with COVID. I mean, they just, you know, so, and I don't know if anybody would be able to prove that. I don't, I don't really think, I think what Stephen said is correct. I mean, they tried to do something that was the right thing to do to say, okay, look, you can't, if you lost your job through, you know, COVID-related problems, you can't be thrown out. But they did forget one thing. That's fine to do if you do it for the, the, the landlord also, okay, because I try to explain there's two sides to every story. And everyone thinks landlords are these rich millionaire tycoons that have millions of buildings, and that's not true. And so right. if you're going to do something for the person to be able to have them stay in, you've got to be able to do something for the landlord because the landlord's not getting pay. Now, right. to answer your question, I don't know, Steve, what would your advice be to that? I mean, so the, biggest, the biggest question for you is, is the money question. And, and and I don't mean the money from the tenant for a moment. I mean your your financial um, situation. And you don't have to bring this up on the radio, but I just want you to think about this question. The question is, can you afford to take partial payments or not? And can you afford to fight or not? Because here is the thing. Um, if you're in a financial position, and, and if you want to push back on it, then one answer that you can give is say, look, you can look go on the news and see what everyone's rights are or not during this unusual time period. But keep in mind, these are all temporary abatements. You owe me the rent. I may not be able to bring an action right now, but eventually I will. I'm going to go after you for everything. So we either work out an arrangement that I'm satisfied with now because you clearly have enough money to buy an airline ticket to go to Albania. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, and, you, you and leave his job for two months. You know, so in, you know, so so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be sympathetic. So you either deal with me straight right now, um, or eventually I'll bring that case, and I'm gonna go after the late fees. I'm gonna go after all my rights, back rent, everything. Now, the, the, that's one that's one way to respond. The question is, and, and you don't again don't have to answer this you know, on the air, but do you feel comfortable with that approach? Can you financially afford that approach? Again, a lot of landlords re rely on getting that monthly check to pay their expenses um, and may not be in a position. So it really boils down to the approach. The first question is, you know, what are your resources and also tolerance for dealing with a litigation process or not? But my only warning to you, if people think they can take advantage of you, unfortunately, a lot of people, and it sounds like this person in particular, will. So yeah. that's really the beginnings of trying to formulate a strategy of how much you can put up with, how aggressive um, you could be. Um, but if, you can, if, if you're so inclined and um, if you're able to hold out, then I, I would take a firm stand. 
If not, then you got to negotiate a deal. Um, and you got to be very, very careful because even though you're in the right, you did what you're supposed to do, right? You gave him the place that's in the right condition, and he's supposed to pay you the rent. Um, New York is very, very strict in what we call self-help. You can't just, um, you know, go in there, throw things out, things like that. So it's it's an unfortunate temporary bind that you're in. So trying to figure out what you can well, tolerate. Well, I just have an of, idea, too, and sure. just yeah. for whatever it's worth. And this is not a legal answer because legally you're in the right and legally they're not. Okay? But. First of all, I never recommend, and Stephen, I think you would agree with me, I never recommend, like, I feel I'm a great negotiator, but not when it comes to myself. So I would not be the one who has this, I mean, I don't know your relationship with him. Like, are you friendly with him, or is it just somebody you rented to? But I would really rather, you know, if you can't work it out, I would get an attorney. You just write an attorney's letter that says, you know, you that, you know, you owe this money and, like, it's due, okay? And um, if, you could, if you're friendly with the guy and you could actually talk to him, that's a whole different story, and I don't know your relationship with this tenant. Um, but if you're he's, not... Um, you know what? He's... I, I don't know if he's just an ignorant person or he's just, uh, a, like, a master manipulator because, he, like I said, he, we already gave him $400 off back in May. Then he asked if he can give us the payment on the 10th and the 25th, which he's been. So we feel like, you know, we're trying, we've been working with him him. to try to help him. And now he, he throws this at me and that like, because he feels like, well, I'm not there, but what does it matter? You're not, your stuff is there and I can't rent this to anybody else. Is he current on the rent? He is current on the rent. Okay, okay. So I, I'm, I'm, and I apologize. I thought he was not current on the rent as well. No, he's current. I, I, I'll, I'll well. be very clear. Say, I'd say, look, you know, you want this is the price for the place. You're welcome to put your stuff and move out and put your stuff in storage. We're not storage. Right. That that's um, you know, because again, it, you know, it's it's a weird time also because I, I don't want to lose a tenant that that has been paying uh, time. Right, but at the right. same token, uh, there's three. Other, it's a four-family house. So what happens if he tells the other family across the hall, oh, oh, look at this deal. I just, I mean, I don't know what he tells other people. No, they could. And you have to be careful about that because that's why in a lot of rental buildings, like big rental buildings where they have a lot of rentals, right. they will give a concession rather than give, a, like, a lower price. Like, they might say, here's two months for free because... Otherwise, the other tenants could all find out. Right. So you do have to be careful. But if he's not living there, and I, again, and you just, I think I would say to him, look, okay, does he want to, does he want to stay on after he comes back from Albania, or does he not want to stay on after that? He doesn't want to lose the apartment, but. Okay, so that's, wait, wait till this break comes over, because I can't smoke over the music. But, yeah, if he wants to stay on, I get your point. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer. But we'll just kind of play it out with you for a few scenarios. We'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. We'll be back right after this commercial break.
This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with personal injury attorney Corey M. Stern about the effects of lead poisoning on children living in New York housing. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a special time, Saturday evening at 530 on AM 970, The Answer. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust. At a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Now there's a natural way to take charge of your blood pressure. Introducing new Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula from the makers of the nation's best-selling garlic supplement. New Garlic helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels with clinically supported levels of garlic, plus a custom blend of vitamins and minerals. And it's odor-free. Take charge of your blood pressure with new Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Take AM970, The Answer, anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
You're listening to Ion Real Estate, and it's 866-970-9622, and we are talking to Rosa, who's in Staten Island and uh, has a tenant that has been there, I assume, out, and has she's made some concessions, and now he feels that he's not going to be here, so he doesn't want to pay. What does he want to pay, half the rent? or He uh, wants to pay, yeah, yeah, he wants a 50% reduction for 50%. each month. And how long has he been there already? He's been there uh, two years. Two years. So he's a long-term tenant. And other than yeah. that, you know, you're, you're, you're happy with him? Is he? Well, yeah. he's, he's been giving me a lot of stress. You know, well, let he, me just say this to you. I'm in the, I would, you know, I didn't get a chance to do them, but, uh, the, you know, the, the, the rental market um, in um, Brooklyn and Queens is um, prices in Queens decrease. So you're in Staten Island, did you say? No, actually, I live on Staten Island, but this property is in uh, Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, so Brooklyn, new leases rose above a year ago. Levels as landlord, there's been plenty of landlord concessions. And the yep. listing inventory increased in Brooklyn to a record high for the third straight month. So yep. you have a lot of competition. The number of new leases rose annually to their highest rate in 14 months. So if it were me, I think for a first shot, I mean, I don't know how much rent he pays you, but then if you have it, he's been there two years, and, you know, you have a relationship with him, I might just say, look, you going away, I understand that, and maybe you won't. Does he pay utilities separate, or are they all included? Uh, he just pays for his own electricity because we supply the heat, the heat and hot water to the building. Okay, so obviously he'll be not losing that. You know, I might give him a little something off, but, I mean, just because he's been there. And how long does he plan to be gone? Uh, two months. He said he'll be back in February. So he wants, you know, December and January. That's when he's requesting the 50% reduction. You know what? It's, it's kind of like a Vegas game. Like, um, if you, if he's, if you know, is he, if you don't give it to him, and you try to evict him, what if he doesn't move out? Right. Okay. I mean, I'm just giving you a few scenarios. There's no, like, win-win. Because really? Can I, I can yeah, inject Steven, with you're the attorney. I'm just talking so, to, like, as a, a layman yeah. and what, you know, the different possibilities. So, so here, here's the thing. If you're going to give somebody something, I would believe you should get something for giving. It's a good way to negotiate. So, so if you're willing to give them some sort of discount, say, look, I don't know. You're leaving the country. I don't want to have a hassle. So I'll tell you what. I will consider this. And right, you have to obviously make the money decision because it's your apartment and make that decision. But the price for getting any discount is that I have the right that if you're not back by the state, I have the right to remove your property out of it and rent it to somebody else. And I want you to sign that agreement before you go. Oh, that's a great idea. Now, is that something I just draft up, or should I get an attorney to draft this for me? Uh, you know, I recommend having an attorney involved, so that way, you know, you're covered and go over some of the thoughts. Um, you know, it, it's, I mean, my concern is there's stuff on the Internet, and i got to make a general comment, not just on this. Uh, I mean, the reality, you know, there's a lot of things on the Internet, and once in a while they're accurate and true. Uh, I mean, you got to be very, very careful. So there, there are these things out there, agreements, and, and you don't know if it really meets your needs. You don't even know if they're even legal. Um, mm -hmm. So, 
you know, I would recommend um, if you have someone that you've been working with, go back to them and, and tell them you want to have something like that um, and, and try to uh, take care of the issue. But, again, in a negotiation, the most important thing is you give something, you should be getting something that's, for that. That's a good, that's a good, right, that's, that's a really good, yeah. And even if you tell them this and you say, look, you know, look at our our standpoint. That means we have to leave an apartment vacant that we're not getting income on, um, because you want to go away. And I so you've been a good tenant. We, you know, you want to stay. We're willing to do that. But you know, we have no idea whether you don't come back or not. Then we're going to be stuck with. So, you know, we need. We're going to have. You will have to sign an agreement that you know, at this date, if you don't return, unless some other agreement is made between us in writing, that you would, that we would be able to terminate, you know, and, and, and I think I would get, only because it's more effective, I would talk to him first. I would tell him that, okay, because that's reasonable, Steve. I think that's a great idea. That's reasonable because then, even if you're giving him a break, you know you have a tenant that comes back and that's, you know, then there and you're comfortable with him. But that if he doesn't, or he or he asks for any more things, that you have the right. I mean, this is the last you're going to do, and that's only for these two months. And if he doesn't go back to put, paying full rent, and I would put that in, and coming in, and I really think if you know an attorney that you, you're friendly, you know, somebody local, it's not a complicated agreement. But I would t- ask him first if he will do that, and if he would do that, I would agree with Steve. I don't think it's going to be a lot. I mean, I don't know how much it would cost, but I don't think it would be a lot of money to just put some kind of an agreement in writing that you have that he signed. And I always feel that people feel it's more effective when they they sign it and it's a, and it's stamped that it's acknowledged. And I'm going to mention one last. Po- I'm going to mention one last point in that regard. If he says no, what you need to tell him is say, look. I get that you have needs, but I have needs too, and I got to respect the rest of my building. So if you don't want to sign this, it's on you to explain how I can be comfortable with what's, what you intend. So one of the things in a negotiation is you want to put the other side on the defense and let them speak. You know, it's it's interesting how a lot of times people, when they try to negotiate, it becomes a battle of who talks over who. But very effectively, let the other side talk. Say, okay, you don't like my solution? Great, you make a proposal. And they probably haven't thought of another proposal, and it forces them to mentally go through the process to think through your needs. And that's very, very helpful in negotiation. Something we do all the time. You know, if we get at Logger's head negotiating a contract, I say, look, my client has this concern. You don't like how I'm solving for it? You know what I'm worried about? You come up with a solution then. You tell and me I just want you. to tell you, and I know we have another caller, but I just want to tell you, Rosa, just to your point, personally, I have an apartment that I rent in uh, Florida, and I haven't used it. I very rarely use it. I used it when we were opening a lot of offices in Florida, but all my stuff is there. And I recently called them because I've been paying rent for two years, and I have not been there. Because last year we had the pandemic in March, and I think I went there one week in January. I had to go back to work. So I I really never used it. And then the pandemic came, and so that was it. So I called them, Stephen, I don't know if this is a law or not, so I was just, like, thinking. But I said to them, listen, I have not used this apartment for almost two years, and I paid rent. I said, so I want to ask you, if you 
if you gave any concessions to other people who don't live there, because a lot of people in this building in Florida are, are New Yorkers or from the tri-state, and they really don't rent. They're really not there all the time. They're snowbirds. So I said, because if you gave concessions to somebody else, you're going to have to do it for me. Now, the girl didn't really know what I was talking about, and I didn't push it. But I am going to push it because, Steve, is there a law? Like, in other words, if if you know, like if the people find out you gave lower rent, then they're all going to ask for it. So that's so usually what people do is concessions, like right. I mean, but you know, and we'll see what they say. Now, if they if they, if I find out that other people got breaks, that they don't have to give me a break because I signed a lease, but it puts them in a weaker position. So I think. Um, if you say the speculation that you don't live in it, that you're not living in it for two months, and that at the end of two months you resume back to full rent, rental pay, full, okay? And that if you don't, that you have the right. I mean, I don't really think, I mean, if you have, you know, I think it's not going to be a hard legal thing to do, but just that it's in writing and it will mean more to him that it's, that it's done by an attorney. That's what I think. Um, but if Absolutely, you're happy with you, the you tenant, need to write, you I'm need to tell write you the it, rental the right. market's not great now. What? Yeah, you need to put it. You need to put it the right way, and I'd also ask the attorney to um, put in a confidentiality clause. I, I am not aware of any law that says for market apartments, for commercial, that a landlord is required to disclose what the rent is. It's a private agreement between two parties. However, you know, a tenant could absolutely go out there and disclose. So I, I think it's very important. It's very important that you put in there, like, maybe confidentiality, non-disclosure language um, with some sort of penalty um, if they break that and talk to other tenants. But what you don't want to do is spend that much on an attorney because if you're just going to give them half of a break on rent, I mean, like, you got to make a simple agreement and, 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 and call it a day. But he sounds like yeah. a good tenant, and I'm giving you the truth that the market for rentals, there's a lot of rentals on the market. Yeah, that, that's kind of So, you know, yeah, and, 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 and you make different decisions at different times. So if he's been there yeah. two years and he's a decent tenant, he is taking advantage. Yes, he is. And I, okay, and I agree with Steve that obviously you should try to get something back. And putting that clause that you could throw his stuff out, Will be, you know, and that he goes back to paying full rent when that happens. I think is, if it were me, and again, we all have to make our own decisions because there's no right or wrong. But in the environment we're in, you're seeing so many rentals now that it's competitive, and what the people are doing that that rent is a lot of times it doesn't show in the rent as much as they gave them concessions. You know, they gave them a free month or two or something like that. So that's what I would do and see what he says. And maybe just call him nicely or have somebody call him that's not you and just propose that. And then Steve said, well, if that's not acceptable to you, then what is? And, you know, but if he's been there two years, I try to hang on to him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this rental business is not easy. I know, I know. And that's what when we talk about rentals and we tell you people, you know, it's good to buy rentals and have, like, investments and have, like, two family houses and you have a four family. I would love to have that. But you have to have, and people don't realize, you have to have that disposition to know that at 4 o'clock in the morning somebody can call you and say something broke and yeah. you get problems like this and then people sometimes just don't pay and to get them out in New York State is a whole process. I mean, you know, an eviction, you know, that's a whole nother deal. And if they have kids, it's even longer. 
So you have to have the right disposition for rental property. But i got to tell you something. I wish I had rental properties now. I mean, I know it's aggravation, but those properties are going to continue to go up, and I think that they're at the, at the end of the day, they're the best investments you can get. That I agree with, absolutely. And do, what do they say? So a little pain, no pain, no gain. So it's mm-hmm. a little pain. Keep mm-hmm. us posted. Let me know how you do, okay, when I you will. leave. I will. All right? Thank have you, a great Daddy. weekend. Thank you. You Thanks. too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, it's kind of you got to make a call, you know, based mm-hmm. on circumstances too, correct, Steve? I mean, there's no – Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's it's a little bit of – I hate to say it, it's it's a little bit of a game. It's a game too. I mean, when you're and it's tough because you know when you're talking about a situation where the rent is one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars a month, we're we're not talking about numbers where people can get into a big knockdown battle. So you have to be able to help yourself a little bit too. And, and look, odds are the tenant's not hiring an attorney, so you need to you need to put that in your calculations on how you approach them. Well, not only that, I, you know, being in business so long, there was so, there was many cases that I came across that, you know, obviously we always have attorneys look at them, like, but by the time I went to an attorney and went to court, it would it wasn't worth it. So even though I felt, you know, we were not guilty, you know, sometimes it's just easier and cheaper to settle, and this is one of them. And then I think we said to other listeners. Uh, you'll be waiting in line in court. I mean, there's, I mean, when this is all over, and I, you, you don't know if the, the governor is going to give another stimulus package after this, or another package that says now you can stay till March. I mean, we really don't know. There's so many questions, and it, when she, the key to me was when she said he was there two years. So if she's been there two two years and he's been a decent tenant. And there's a lot of rentals on the market. I would try to work, if I could, work something out. Is he taking advantage? Yes. But he probably thinks he has a situation where he can try. But I'm sure he doesn't want to lose the apartment either. Well, this is also, if I may say, this is also a problem when when, when government sort of picks winners and losers a little bit. Right? At the end of the day, you know, I believe, you know, generally in the market, and when you start changing the laws of who can access the court or not temporarily. And I get it. Why? Because there is a there is a pandemic. But when you start doing it, you know, the government's effectively putting their fingertip on the scale towards one side over the other. You're, you're, you're giving an advantage to people who might not have ever done anything. And then what happens is you have and, and you made this point very well. You have three other tenants in there who said, well, wait a minute. If this guy's getting half off, why can't I? And it totally messes with the market. Um, and so there are real consequences. And so, you know, look, I mean, I know one of the things that's a hot topic, you know, zoning, maybe rezoning in Soho and other things going on. And it's just something the government needs to be so very careful of when you start intervening. Um, really, what are the consequences of that? That's true. Um, I, I, are we coming to the 11 o'clock hour already? We've talked so much. My goodness. Yeah. All right, we're going to break for the news, and then I think when Mike Conti's going to come on. I didn't even get a chance to do the reports. And, Stephen, you're going to have uh, somebody from your law firm on about all of the – you'll let us know when so I can tell everybody uh, about, you know, moving. I think people are under, like, work, you know, about changing their – their principal residence, and, and that'll be, you'll tell us when he's going to come on so we can talk about that.
Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. You're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm here with uh, here Dottie Herman and uh, Steve Ebert and Tom from uh, Citizens Bank. And I excuse me, but Tom, I forgot your last name, and I am just not exactly a hundred percent. I want to give us your last name. We didn't talk about finance yet, but we will soon. But before we do that, I want to have. Um, I, I would like to have. Michael Conti, and Mike Conti is a uh, a principal at Honick Honick Conti and Perono Insurance Agency here in New York City, and former president of the Council of Insurance Brokers of New York. He's an expert in his field. Hi, how are you doing, Mike? Good, good, good morning, Dottie. Uh, how are you today? Oh, I'm I'm getting through this. Yesterday, I actually went to a friend's birthday party who had like ten people. It was in a restaurant, and I was a little skeptical, but I went. And uh, you know, I think people are. I don't know. I was a very nice event, and I just worried about social distancing because you know, to eat, you do have to take your mask off. Right. And right. so you know, I thought people got sloppy, but I did it, and I shouldn't have, and I did, and so I. I think we, I think, you know, we're dealing with this, and I think everyone's being, most people are being as cautious as they can, but it's difficult. It's really been a difficult time for everybody, and, um, but I'm looking, like, past this, like, past what will happen, like, what is this, you know, what, what's going to be after this pandemic, because, you know, life is going to go on, and just as, you know, and, and people have to go on. And so we just want to make sure that everybody is not only focusing on the pandemic, and of course your health is the most important thing because you have nothing without your health. But what this world is going to be like later, some trends that have changed. And I think there's some insurance, some insurance things that are new that you want to talk us to inform uh, absolutely. everyone about. Uh, and and I just and yes, thank you so much. And I just want to say uh, that last segment, uh, I, I, that's a conversation I've been having with almost every customer we have in the office. So, really? Rosa, you're not alone. Everybody's going through the same thing, myself included. But hang strong. And at the end of this, who's left standing is a winner. So let me just say that. But uh, I'm happy to introduce or to discuss a topic that's occurring now. And I got wind of it. Uh, one of the customers sent me a letter. The coverage that we're going to talk about today is called loss assessment. Uh, loss assessment is a coverage that's typical to uh, co-op and condo owners, as well as uh, members of a homeowners association. Uh, the basis of the coverage is that should the master contract have a shortfall, uh, the uh, shortfall is then assessed upon the unit owners and they're asked to come up for the difference. Now, mind you, we're not talking about, you know, the liquor store guy on the ground floor moved out and, and we don't have enough rent to cover the building's expenses. We're not talking about that type of assessment. We're talking about an assessment that is driven by a 
peril of insurance, fire, burglary, water damage, these type of things. So the trend that I see now is that the condos and co-ops are opting for this giant deductible on their master contract. Their premise is that when they fail to when they have a claim that doesn't meet that deductible, they will then pass that on to the share owners. So what that means is many, many people have to look at their own coverage to see, A, if they have that coverage, and B, what limitations they do have on those policies, and D, how does this affect them individually. Okay, I'm in a homeowners association, so does that mean I have to go back to look at my original? Well, yes, you certainly do. You need, yep, you need to see what what uh, what the, your contract covers for loss assessment. So, one of the things that we're dealing with here is the the wording of the memo that I saw from from this managing agent was pretty pretty strange uh, because it said, "Hey, uh, if." there's a loss that affects the entire building, everyone will participate. And they said, and if there's a loss that, that only is caused by one or two people, well, they're going to be called upon to pay the, uh, the shortfall. So th- follow me. Building takes so out In other a words, if, if one or two people or like a, just uh, some people didn't pay or things like that, and the homeowners they, they, or the condo or the co-op, they have a shortfall, they're going to pass that charge on to all the other people who might have done nothing, you know, right. paid. And, and, and the example that I read about was, uh, let's say you have a, a, a fire in your kitchen, and it's as a result of your negligence where you didn't clean the grease, you know, ducts or something right. like this. So you caused, in other words, you caused the fire. Well, now they're going to be looking for you to come up for the building's deductible of $50,000. Now, Wait, the problem that again, with that... So if- if you cause something by negligence, right? Then they're they're going to be looking for you, according to the memo that was presented to me. They're, this this managing agent is going to be looking to that homeowner to pay that fifty thousand dollar deductible that the building chose when they bought their master contract. Mm. Mm. And it gets more complicated than that, uh, Dottie. Um, so here's the thing. I surveyed, when this memo came into the office, I surveyed 11 companies that we deal with. Of the 11 companies that we deal with, um, every carrier had different rules pertaining to this scenario. Scenario. The, 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 the company, by the way, that had the broadest interpretation of this scenario is actually pulling out of the New York City market as we speak. So oh. it is a minefield out there. So, and if they pull out, then you, they have to well, find another insurer, and that's going right. to probably be a higher number because there's well, more risk today than there was 10 years ago, I would well, Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if they pull out, there's plenty of carriers, you know, entertaining that market. But I guess I wanted to alert the listeners that if they get a memo from, from management explaining this loss assessment, they better get on the phone with their insurance broker, find out what they are specifically covered for and what the building expects from them should a loss occur. Um, 
And you got to remember, there are plenty of things that go on in buildings that are really no one's individual fault. So a pipe breaks behind the wall. Well, that means that all the homeowners are now going to have to pony up to cover that deductible. Um, you know, something falls off the canopy in the front of the building. Uh, the, the, the homeowners are going to have to pony up to cover um, that shortfall on the deductible. The trap door that we're that no one seems to be thinking about is, you know, when you, if you put in two or three losses on your individual home insurance policy, good luck trying to get insurance next year. Where, well, you where know, are you going to get that's coverage? That's what I have to ask you, because with insurance, I almost find that, including myself, that you don't want to put an insurance claim in because you feel that if you put an insurance claim in, you're going to get raised. So, well, you I know, mean, but 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 here's the thing. So. Okay, Dottie, let, so let's say you go home and the floor is buckled and you call the guy to repair the floor. And he says, hey, it's $1,100. And you look at your policy and you have a $1,000 deductible. Well, why would you put that claim in? You, you know, whether you pay 1000 or 1100 you're in, certainly in the same neighborhood, you know. So that's a claim that you probably wouldn't put forth. But, you know, in my situation, I had a young lady who went home to her apartment. The place was completely burned out. Well, I got news for you. She's got to put the claim in. And, yeah, probably she's going to pay more when she buys her policy the next time. But the reality is she just got a $75,000, $85,000 check to, to, to get her life back in order again. So, yes, you, you, you should be smart in, in presenting deductibles and uh, um, presenting claims to to your your uh, carrier, but that's where your broker comes in. That's the conversation you want to have with your broker. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've said, "Hey, listen, get an estimate. Let's see what the estimate is, and then we could determine whether we need to go forth with that deductible, uh, with, with that claim." Um, the problem a lot of people have is they're dealing directly with a carrier. So once they call that carrier, they have now put a claim in. You can't take it back. It's on your record. It's there, second, whether you took so wait, a payment or not. Say that again. If I just call my carrier and I say, you know, right, I have this claim. Right. I, I should should I put it in or not? Once I call, then it's they they have to record that as a claim. Absolutely. Uh, even if whereas, I even if I ultimately don't do it. That's correct, because they, they you remember they you're you're reporting to your carrier when you're when you're dealing with a direct carrier you're reporting to them everything that happens they must note their record accordingly and deal with it accordingly when you have a broker or an agent in the middle it that's the opportunity to have the discussion as are we going to go forward with this I can't tell you how many times we've said. Well, let's see if it exceeds. You have a $5,000 deductible. Let's see if it exceeds the deductible. I can tell you 90% of the time the, the follow-up phone call is, you know, it was $3,500. Why go forward with the insurance claim? Absolutely. What for? So let me ask you, when, when someone's figuring out, and I have to call you because I basically tore down my house and rebuilt it, and my insurance probably doesn't cover the value of my house now, but... When you're deciding, when a person's deciding how, you know, when they're buying insurance and they're deciding about deductibles, okay, and obviously the higher the deductible, the less your payment's going to be. And I find that with medical insurance, it's the same way. And right. I tell people, you don't really need a medical insurance. You don't need to worry about the common cold. You could probably afford to go to the doctor for that. But you want to worry about catastrophic things when you might be in the hospital a long time. 
How does someone gauge, like, you know, how does someone decide what kind of policy they should take and how big that deductible should be? Years ago, when when the world was much simpler and people regularly saved money, we would say that a a deductible should equal one week's paycheck. Um, And that was a very simple formula. Today, however, um, you know, the discussion is a little bit more complicated because if you have no savings, then you need to buy the lowest possible deductible that you can. If you're a good saver and you have a little bit of an emergency fund available, then you can choose a higher deductible and you should choose a higher deductible. Uh, but, you know, you, you, it, it really comes down to individual, you know, I guess, practice, how, what, what you do and how you deal with it. So, so I, I would say that if... I think a lot of people don't understand that. You know, I, I really yeah. do. I, I found with our company, even with medical insurance, um, right. that they really didn't understand. You know, if you if you 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 know if you want to, you have to look at gee, okay, what's a bad scenario? Like, I mean, if you have a little thing that happens, I guess it's the same thing with car insurance. I mean, uh, right? I mean, it's, it's the same thing. So and, you, and, when and, you're sitting down to assess. And just like me now, my house is worth a lot more than it was five years ago because I knocked it down, basically. So I'm not, right at this moment, I'm not covered for what my value is now, and I have to make sure to update that. Well, so, Dottie, I, one, of, one of the shows, you gave the best advice. I, you, you, I swear, I was sitting there with my jaw open because you, it was right on the money. Uh, a young couple called in, and you said to them, well, you know, after you buy the house, you should probably have in reserve about five or $10,000 because there are going to be things that need to be done that the inspector uh-huh. didn't pick up, that you didn't plan on. And I said, wow, you're right, 100%. You know, and people just don't think that way, you know. So you, you always need to have a reserve. If you're a homeowner or an apartment owner, you need to have a few bucks in reserve, and then that should dictate where you go with your deductible. And let me say this also, Mike, to your credit. It's also important to have a relationship and have a, a carry that you can speak to. And, you know, sometimes when you really don't understand insurance is tricky, um, that you feel but, comfortable in, in having a conversation and really understanding your insurance and what it will I, cover and what it won't cover. Because I, mean, this I is, also think a lot of people don't think that way, you know. Right. And, and we, listen. They look uh, for the cheapest. Like right. when we I had mean, all those hurricanes is... with Sandy, don't you remember? I think you were on the show all the time then, and we had so many people that, you know, they had wind damage, but it really right, wasn't right. flood damage, and, and, right, and there's a right. difference between wind damage and flood damage, which I right. learned a lot when we had Hurricane Sandy. Well, you know, um, look, we, we're barraged today, and, and, and they say, you know, give us 15 minutes and we'll save you 15% on your insurance. And, and now, you know, the new motto that we're going to come up with, if, if solving all your financial problems only takes 15 minutes, call somebody else. We don't even want to waste the time with you because it, it, it's a ridiculous thing. Everything you've built and everything you've worked for in your life, you're going to cover and protect with a 15-minute phone call. No, you need to speak to a professional as you would speak to your attorney, as you would speak to your doctor, as you would speak to your real estate agent, you need to speak to a professional who can help you figure out the best way to A, save money, B, cover the exposure, and C, understand the coverage that you are buying. And and, and that's what insurance is about, and we've gotten so far away from it, it's not even funny. I think you're right. And I really would like, 
you know, want you to come on more because I really think that people don't really understand that. I mean, look, we're not insurance experts, and no one's expected to to know it fully. And sometimes people look for the cheapest option. And if the you cheapest know, option doesn't cover anything that's a major thing, it really doesn't do anything. You know, it's funny. The other day um, I got a call from one of the customers, and, and we were talking about insurance. And, and, I, and, I, and I said, oh, how, how are you doing with your tenant? And, and that turned into a whole discussion, almost exactly the discussion you had with Rosa prior right. to, you know, me getting on the phone. And, and we had a great discussion about that. You know, and I have experience in that arena. I own some property. And, and that evolved into that. And then we talked about another aspect of her business. That, and all of this is, it's not insurance related, but it is because it, we, we see ourselves as a source where you can have that conversation and kick ideas around in a, in a, in a nice environment where you don't have to be concerned that everything you say you're going to, you know, tip your hand or something along these lines. So we, we try to offer that to our clients, but people do not understand the, the need to have uh, good relationships with professionals. And I don't know why that is. We've, we've walked away from that, and, and it's a shame as a society. It's a shame. Well, I think, you know what, and this is just my opinion. I, I do think that's what's happened because I would find it in the real estate business also. I'm sure, Steve, you don't find that. Because with an attorney, everyone says, okay, I need a good attorney. But well, you know, it's, I, said, I said, like, oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pick an attorney out of the penny savers because they charge $400. I mean, right? Well, I mean, you're just do. Doing, but, but people do, okay? But really, I would not recommend you doing that. But the same well, thing is with a real estate agent, insurance agent. A lot of times, I believe both of our industries, were viewed as salesmen who just want to make a sale. And that is not really the case. You, When you have a good real estate agent or a good insurance agent, or good, they're going to sit and, you know, everyone's needs are different, so you can't cookie-cutter it. Like, you can't say this works for everyone because it doesn't. But when you can have a relationship where you can talk like I'm speaking to Mike, and I'm able to talk to him. I don't feel like, you know, that I'm pressured. He doesn't really want to answer my questions. And, again, there's not always a, a right answer or a wrong answer. It's really an individual decision that you make based on your needs and where you are in life, but at least that you understand everything and you know what you're in for. And I, you know, I'm originally from Long Island, and I remember when the hurricanes came and we had been wiped out. And so many people did not have the right insurance. You know, if I can add something in there, Dottie, you know, it's interesting. I can't tell you how many times, because people will start saying things as their attorney. They'll talk about things. How come nobody told me? They'll, they'll come up with a line like that. And, and, you know, and I'll tell them in a nice way, and you may feel bad, but it's like, well, what have you done to associate yourself with the right people? You know, it's the same thing, whether it's, Law, mortgage, insurance, brokerage, you know, same thing. You see one uh, bank, you know, Rocket Mortgage, they say you, you can get your mortgage, you right. know, in 30 seconds on an app. I mean, the, the reality is you can't go into detail. And, you know, and the same thing with banking. You know, sometimes I'll tell I'll warn clients on their side, I said, make sure you have a bank, you have a relationship. Oh, I can get one one hundredth of one percent more. I make two dollars more a year. Um, in interest because I have a bank with no branches. 
I said, I hope you never need a banker then. I said, you know, because what, you know, because, you know, when you get, you know, Johnny the robot um, and good luck getting somebody from the call center that's probably not even anywhere in the New York area, what are they going to do to help you out? Nothing. I'm laughing, because but it's there's not nothing funny. there. It's true. No, it's true. <laughs> And, and I and, always and, and, try you know, to tell you that you've got to put the right team together because I think, Michael, you, we work all, I mean, most of us have worked so hard to get whatever it is that we, we've gotten and to not understand, okay, to not understand what you're being covered for and what you're not being covered for and to take the possibility of losing everything that you worked hard for. When it all it takes is a call, and when their real professionals are willing to speak to you about it, and again, there's not one answer for everyone. It's not like a law, okay? And then you sitting back and assessing your needs, where you are in life, what stage you are in life, your financial situation, I think is so important because it's complicated today. You know, growing up, I remember, that's how long ago it was, but I remember my dad, I don't remember him having a charge card. I don't even know if they had charge cards then. But all I remember is he'd always say, you pay all cash. You pay all cash, and that's it. You know, if you don't have it, you don't spend it. And that is obviously not the case yeah. of what happens today. Not, no, no, not at all, not at all. Okay. But, you know, hey. So, but, you know, so, so you what, know one so of the what, things I say. If buying a co-op or a condo, getting back to your original point, if somebody's buying a co-op, a condo, or like I said myself, I'm in a homeowner's association. They need to look, if they didn't buy one yet and they are in the process of buying it, that's a good um, question to ask um, Michael on, 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 or your attorney, uh, Stephen, on what the condo's policy is on that or the co-op association. And then again, you have to decide whether that risk is open to you or not. Because you're saying basically if the homeowners association is going broke, for whatever reasons, let's say people didn't pay certain charges, uh, people haven't lived there, so they didn't. You're uh, saying well, that certain well, contracts they can assess the people no, that. No, no, no. Hold on. No. I mean, those those things you you always have that exposure. But those, if if you know, Mrs. Bachikaloop didn't pay her maintenance for 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 nine months, that's not something right. that insurance would ever cover. But if the roof blows off and they have a fifty thousand dollars deductible, they're going to take that deductible and say, okay, you eleven homeowners, you each owe me twenty two hundred dollars to cover that deductible, and that's where this coverage would come in. So you, it, it's something that you're going to have to look into and make sure that you, you have adequate coverage on your contract if you're building ops for these contracts with these enormous deductibles. You know, now, now, Mike, if I, if, I can, if I can ask on that point, um, because, you know, when we do due diligence for building, we're always looking at the master building policy. We look at reserves. Let me ask you this question, because one of the things I know if I propose this to a client, that makes this sounds interesting, but they're also probably going to ask, what's the catch? Right. What if a building says, "Look, good news is we got hit with a fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollar roof, a boiler issue. Good news is we have a half a million dollars in reserves, so we're going to pay it out of reserves. But to replenish the reserves over the next couple of years, we'll either have an assessment or we'll just pay the monthly fee, so we build back the reserves. But they're not hitting you with a direct assessment for." that repair issue that comes up. You know, what are right. some of the 
the the outs because someone's going to ask me saying this is interesting coverage i like the idea but i'm concerned i'm paying for something and they're really going to maybe we can do this next week because i i i really forgot that we have uh, the show again is abbreviated we don't have a full hour because the game is on but michael maybe you could come on next week and finish this topic because it's really so important Steve, if you want me to answer in the office, I will. The first, the, the one drawback I just want to say, it's got to be triggered by a covered peril. And then I'll, we could talk about it next week, w- whatever you like. Yeah, I'd love to continue because I don't know if we quite finished it. And I, we, we're abbreviating the show. Normally it's still 12. So we're going to finish everything. Stay safe. It's a beautiful weekend in the Northeast. Um, and we look forward to hearing from everybody next week. This is all of us. Uh, the team at Ion Real Estate saying good, goodbye, we love you, and stay safe.